41. Jeremiah chapter 41. I will reach out to the new missionaries today or tomorrow and uh, share with them that we're adding them, and then we'll get the uh, missions wall changed and adjusted. I'm going to actually redo some of the graphic stuff for the uh, in the picture frames or whatever, but uh, we'll get that all up and, and up to order there as well. And a reminder, we are sending the Grasties that the check, we voted on that uh, a couple weeks ago, uh, to send them September through December amount of support. We'll send that to them with their August uh, check as well. We're still going to send out Mark and uh, Michael's checks for August as well. So they'll still get August support, even though... Um, uh, you know, Michael's like, oh, we don't need it. Or, yeah, everybody needs money. Um, so we're going to send it to him anyways. Um, I'm sure Danielle will be fine with us sending them a check. So, anyway. All right. We are in Jeremiah chapter 41. We skipped it last week. Didn't skip it, we just didn't do it last week um, because it was dark. And well, this week, buckle up. Here we go. Uh, it's, not, it's not that dark, I guess, but. Nonetheless, uh, it, it's interesting. If you remember back in chapter 40 in verse 14, uh, starting, let's go, go back to chapter 40, uh, look in verse 13. Moreover, Johanan, the son of Korea, and all the captains of the forces that were in the fields came to Gedaliah to Mizpah and said unto him, Dost thou certainly know that Baalis, the king of the Ammonites, hath sent Ishmael, the son of Nethaniah to slay thee. You know, Leslie, I'm thinking Nathan, Nethaniah. You should have went with that, Nethaniah. Um, that's a cooler name. No, I'm just kidding. Um, anyways, Ishmael's coming to slay you. But Gedaliah, the son of um, Ahiakim, believed them not. Now let's go to chapter 41. The Bible says, Now it came to pass in the seventh month that Ishmael, the son of Nethaniah, the son of Elishama, of the seed royal and the princes of the king, even ten men with him, came unto Gedaliah, the son of Ahiakim, to Mizpah, and there they did eat bread together in Mizpah. Then arose Ishmael, the son of Nethaniah, and the ten men that were with him, and smote Gedaliah, the son of Ahiakim, the son of Shaphan, with the sword, and slew him, whom the king of Babylon had made governor over the land. Let's pray and we'll look at the chapter. Lord, I uh, just pray for your help today as we look at this, this uh, shorter chapter, and God, again, that we would learn from it and, uh, and grow from it as well, I pray in Jesus' name, amen. So we see here, uh, I believe it goes back to a little bit of, um, of jealousy in this. If you, go, if you see in verse 1 where it says that Nethaniah is of the seed royal and the princes of the king, um, and so there's, there's a little bit of jealousy there. Back in uh, verse 8 of chapter 40, it says, Then came Gedaliah to Mizpah, even Ishmael, the son of Nethaniah, and Johanan, and Jonathan, the sons of Korea, and Sariah, the son of... Man, that's a lot of names. Uh, and it goes on, and it comes to their men. And then in verse 9, it kind of goes into more things with Gedaliah and kind of uh, running things he's not, he's not fearing and those kinds of things. So um, there's a little bit of jealousy involved with this, this murder and why they came, and, and why they were doing these things. 
Um, but we read through verse 2 where they, they did kill Gedaliah, who was made the governor over the land. Now, you've got, remember, you've got the captives that went to Babylon from Israel. Uh, they went to Babylon, and now you've got the still people set up there in the, the land where those that didn't get taken to Babylon. And so he's ruling, Gedaliah is, over that land there. Uh, in verse 3, it says, Ishmael also slew all the Jews that were with him, even with Gedaliah at Mizpah, and the Chaldeans that were found there, and the men of war. Basically, so there's no one there to avenge the death. In verse 4, it came to pass the second day after he had slain Gedaliah, and no man knew it. There came, uh, then there came certain from Shechem, from Shiloh, and from Samaria, even fourscore men, having their beards shaven and their clothes rent, and having cut themselves with offerings and incense in their hands, to bring them to the house of the Lord. And Ishmael, the son of Nethaniah, went forth from Mizpah to meet them, weeping all along as he went. And it came to pass, as he met them, he said unto them, Come to Gedaliah, the son of Ahiakim. And it was so when they came into the midst of the city that Ishmael, the son of Nethaniah, slew them and cast them into the midst of the pit, he and the men that were with him. You can you see a uh, uh, kind of the, a cycle happening here. And we see that he's making sure there's nothing that's going to come back. They were coming, by the way, verse 5, they were coming to Jerusalem to, to lament, to mourn, to cry over the captivity and, and whatnot from there. So they weren't there to do any harm or anything like that, yet still uh, Ishmael killed them. Verse 8, But ten men were found among them that said unto Ishmael, Slay us not, for we have treasures in the field of wheat and of barley and of oil and of honey. So he forbear and slew them not among their brethren. So they're, you know, they're trying to think of a way, how can I survive this? How can I get my life spared? And so they're telling him, we've got treasure that we can give you. Verse 9, now the pit wherein Ishmael had cast all the dead bodies of the men whom he had slain because of Gedaliah was uh, it which Asa the king had made for fear of ba um, uh, Baasha, king of Israel. And Ishmael, the son of Nathaniah, filled it with them that were slain. Then Ishmael carried away captive all the residue of the people that were in Mizpah, even the king's daughter, uh, daughters, and all the people that remained in Mizpah, whom Nebuzaradan, the captain of the guard, had committed to Gedaliah, the son of Ahiakim. And Ishmael, the son of Nethaniah, carried them away captive and departed to go over the Ammonites. I have to admit, I'm excited and glad that we no longer have to do, hi, I'm Vince, son of Dale, um, you know, things like that. Uh, it makes it a little simpler to, to, to go through some of these things. But verse 11, so we see it's kind of, there's a gift uh, or a trophy, so to say. Ishmael is bringing these people um, to, to hand off as, as a trophy and a gift uh, here. But he says in verse 11, but when Johanan, the son of Korea, the, and all the captains of the forces that were with him, heard all the evil that Ishmael, the son of Nethaniah, had done, then they took all the men and went to fight with Ishmael, the son of Nethaniah, and found him by the great waters that are in Gibeon. Um, back in verse 15 of the previous chapter, um, Johanan the son of Korea spake to Gedaliah and Mizpah secretly saying, so Johanan knew that this bad was coming, yet where was he? Um, uh, he, he was aware of this trouble, he was aware of Ishmael and what he was going to do. He had actually warned Gedaliah about it, and yet, nothing until now we see him come up again uh, here in verse 11 where they're going to go and now go fight Ishmael. I find it interesting that he just was absent uh, in all this. 
Verse 13, now it came to pass when all the people that were with Ishmael saw Johanan, the son of Korea, uh, and all the captains of the forces that were with him, they were glad, wouldn't you be? So all the people that Ishmael had carried away captive from Mizpah cast about and returned and went unto Johanan, the son of Korea. So we see this uh, immediately getting away from Ishmael, but he didn't like that. Verse 15, Ishmael, the son of Nethaniah, escaped from Johanan with eight men and went to the Ammonites. What in the world's happening here? Uh, look at verse 8. It's back to verse 8. Ten men were found with him that he had. And now in verse 15, eight uh, of them uh, are left. So I'm not sure what happened to the other two. But nonetheless, um, they went now to the Ammonites. Verse 16. Then took Johanan, the son of Korea, and all the captains of the forces that were with him, and all the remnant of the people who had recovered from Ishmael, the son of Nethaniah, from Mizpah, after that, he had slain Gedaliah, the son of Ahiakim, uh, even mighty men of war and women and children and the eunuchs whom he had brought again from Gibeon. And they departed and dwelt in the habitation of uh, Chimham, which is by Bethlehem, to go and uh, to enter into Egypt. Well, why would you do that? Tell me, of all the times you read about Israelites in Egypt, how often was it good? Not very often, right? Uh, usually not a good thing. The Bible uses Egypt as a picture of sin, um, and we see a lot of times the, the stories pointing back to remember when your ancestors went to Egypt and those kinds of things as well. Nonetheless, here they go. They enter into Egypt, verse 18, and there's the reason why. Because of the Chaldeans, for they were afraid of them, because Ishmael, the son of Nethaniah, had slain Gedaliah, the son of Ahiakim, whom the king of Babylon made governor over the land. So their fear of the Chaldeans pushed them to Egypt. And here's the point to be made. This is, this is pretty much a story as far as when it comes to preaching points, yes, you could find them, but it's, it's, it's hard to come up with three bullet points here. But nonetheless, in this last verse, it's a good reminder, these last two verses, you see them entering into Egypt because of fear over the Chaldeans, and using Egypt as the picture of sin, as the Bible does oftentimes, it's a reminder to us of the, to be careful where you run to. And you see these people, God has warned them from the time they entered into the promised land, God had warned them, you need to destroy the, the evil that's here, the wicked that are here, those that, that are not of you, you need to destroy, um, you don't need to intermingle with, those kinds of things. And they didn't obey back then, and now it's leading to more issues as we go along, but here they come now on the run from this man and eight men, which then they joined up with the Chaldeans, but nonetheless on the run, or the Ammonites, excuse me, but on the run from these, these people, and then they, they enter into a place that's going to cause them more trouble, um, ultimately. It's a place that is, uh, is, is not ideal for an Israel, uh, Israeli person to come, and so nonetheless, they depart, they run into Egypt to hide from the Chaldeans, to hide from Ishmael. And, uh, and what we're going to find then in the next chapter when we get there is Jeremiah now, his, his response to Johanan as, uh, as they were here leading the people away from uh, Ishmael and kind of where he took them. And we're going to see a lot more about the direction in which they are, they are currently in and going to and things like that as well in there. So not much of a sermon, just a lot of, of killing and running and things like that this afternoon. But I didn't want to just skip the chapter because uh, it's an important part that we need to know about as well.
So things that we can heed from, from Jeremiah 41, um, watch out for people named Ishmael. Um, <laughs> um, but uh, there you go, point number one, don't be friends with Ishmael. Um, but you go back and you do see the advice given here to Gedalia in the previous chapter and to see the just complete uh, avoiding of it. And how often do we get advice or counsel that's biblical and we just kind of avoid it altogether? And, uh, and it leads us into problems, Lord willing, not murder, but uh, um, being murdered, but uh, Lord willing, uh, um, we're just wise counsel that we need to heed and listen to and be aware of. And then as we see them running here, just be aware of, of where you're running to. We run to God. We should. Um, we should already be in the presence of God, right? God is with us, but are we using the presence of God? And when we get scared, fear is not of the Lord. Um, God, God is supposed to be our strength, our foundation, our rock, our shelter. And so when we run away from the shelter, we're going to run into some more trouble. And, you know, it's, it's physically we think, okay, I need to get to safety. But spiritually, for whatever reason, we oftentimes run away from safety instead of to safety. And it, it only causes more pain and more hurt along the way. So I don't know what you're going through today. I don't know what spiritual battles you're currently in. Um, but can I just encourage you, don't run to Egypt, run to God. And uh, get in the, under the shelter that can protect you and allow God to, to be your rock and, and your help and your hiding place in that time as opposed to causing more problems uh, down the road as all right, let's pray. Lord, thank you for letting us come today. We've had a good day together. Um, Lord, I, uh, we're so thankful for the, the time we get to spend fellowshipping and um, just uh, enjoying one another. Lord, we're thankful for how you've um, healed uh, folks. Thankful that um, Gabe is back. Thankful that Amber is back. Thankful that John is back. And uh, Lord, we just pray that you would continue to keep us safe and healthy. And Lord, that you continue to allow us to be here together to worship, to praise, to fellowship. And, uh, Lord, we pray that you would just uh, continue to help those that are out. I know um, Jace was sick today, so, Lord, we pray for healing and help for him. And, uh, Lord, we pray that you would just bring us back together safely on Wednesday and next weekend. And, God, help us this week that we would honor you and please you. Help us to take what we've learned today and apply it to our lives. And, and uh, Lord, grow closer to you and better serve you this week than we did last week. So help us, we do pray, in Jesus' precious name. Amen.